The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Street and now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company live from the star in Frisco, Texas in the SWBC studios. We have John Machoda, Nick Harris, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. It is a Thursday. That means we're going to preview the Dallas offense versus the Giants defense. No more Leonard Williams, but we'll have QB vision coming up in a couple of moments. Isaiah, stand back. What's up? What's going on, dude? Chilling, man. Yeah? I need to uh, put something out there. Yes. Oh, you got to no. get something off your yeah, chest? Yeah, I got to get something off my oh, chest. Oh, no. I had a uh, feeling this was coming. For all those who are from Texas, I love my Texans. Okay? I live in Texas. Lone Star State, I call baby. it home now. Mm-hmm. I think it should be mandatory, okay, whenever you're going through driver's education, that they have to go <laughs> spend at least a month in Seattle driving in the rain. Because I feel as if nobody from Texas knows how to drive in the rain. Nobody. Yeah, Nobody. Like, my Uber driver in Seattle when we were there for the preseason game almost killed me, so I don't want to hear this. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Was it raining? Yeah, it was. Right? It was on the way back. They, they from, from Seattle. Uh, your, it was raining. Yeah, on the way back from like your beautiful birthday dinner. They're probably a transplant. Probably. <laughs> probably. Oh, from the birthday dinner. Oh, because you guys were downtown and we were in yeah. Bellevue. Yeah. Yeah, they put us in a completely different hotel. We didn't get the, no, the, the high get class. I don't even. Stuff. I don't even think of it as just the rain i just think of the fact of like how many things in life is everybody decent to good at like i can think of nothing mm-hmm. when everybody gets to drive like it doesn't mean everyone's yeah. gonna be a good you're gonna have to deal with you That's know what i'm saying point. like just imagine an nfl game they're like well gotta let some of the fans play and you're just like this is gonna be terrible like no but that's just the way it is everybody gets to play so you gotta work some fans into the game like just how terrible it'd be even if you have tyreek hill but then it's like, well, yeah, but we got some fans that block, so mm. we don't even have a chance to get Tyreek the ball. But everybody gets to drive. Everybody, like, yeah. they're just going to pull me out of the press box, put me at right guard. Be like, all right, baby, this is <laughs> yeah. your time. Somebody has to explain to me, what is this thing? With, again, Texans, y'all can text us in. Help me understand yep, this, okay? Text line. I'll, text I'll line. For the, yeah. um, the what is this line? thing? And Beamer, maybe you know. Okay, you've been here for your whole life, I think, right? But what is this when it rains, people put their hazard lights on? Oh, I hate that. Yeah, because they just, they're and, terrified. And drive in the middle lane. Mm-hmm. And just chill. Yeah, I couldn't tell you middle lane part. Help I hate that. that. Help me understand it. Well, the middle lane. I keep trying to be safe, but that's not safe. All that is is just a roadblock is what, what yeah, it is. What does the hazards mean? I don't know what I'm doing? It, it, exactly, yeah, it does. But it, if you're in the middle lane, it so basically means that road. you're expecting like the water to be on the sides. <laughs> but if you're on like a major highway, yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah, so. take the service road. Do you think people are concerned about um, flooding? Like that they're going to get around a corner or something, and then there's going to be like a big a area where it's like Dude, I, listen, just, you know, cars in, are, are, are stopped. I have been in tornadic 
type conditions before. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm coming back. I come back from a restaurant out in out in South Lake. Came with my family. We're coming back from there. Oh, okay. And it was. I mean, Whoa. this is last. This is maybe South two years Lake. ago. No, listen. I just this is a vision. <laughs> no, that's all. I, I'll it's go big, and I come back. Like, <laughs> right. 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 It's very church. I'm not very church. Listen. So it's pouring rain. I'm talking about like literally like a tornado is like about to come through here probably right. Like crazy. You can't see right. All you do you're looking at the lines. Okay. You're literally just focusing on those little lines and you're just following those wherever they go. People who had literally stopped, had their lights on, stopped under the overpasses on the freeway. Yeah. In the middle of the freeway. Make it make sense. Yeah. Mm. That's a you're, lot. You're not on the shoulder. Because I've seen people just nope. park on the shoulder. Nope, they nope. were just On the freeway, has their lights on because it's raining, stop in the middle of the freeway underneath the overpass. No, thanks. Yeah. I don't I'm like, so you're protecting illegal. yourself, but you're going to put everybody else at risk. Yeah. yeah. That's legal. While also putting yourself at risk. Oh, my gosh. I know. If you've okay. suffered through some pretty bad hail damage in your car, you'll do whatever you have. Welcome <laughs> to talking weather, man. Because, <laughs> Jesus, man, please. It happens. Everybody stay safe out there. Stay safe. A rough morning for Isaiah Standback. Rough case, morning. Uh, just, I call the viewers. We're we going to get him a helicopter, and he's not going to worry yeah, about it. I'm not, I'm not getting a helicopter in rain. No. Mm, <laughs> I'm not no. doing that. None of that. I'll take my driving all day long. The uh, I called Isaiah this morning. I was like, "Hey, are you on your way to? Or are you at the star yet? Usually, he's here early." And I was like, "Are you at the star yet?" And he goes, "No." No, I'm <laughs> my not. irritation level I was like, so I'm high. All right, sorry for asking. I'll talk to you in a minute. <laughs> my irritation level is at an all-time high. All right, let's hit some news and notes before the irritation level skyrockets for Cowboys fans. They want to know what's going on. What uh, What's going on, Nick? Yeah, for sure. We'll start with the injury report from Wednesday. The uh, The Cowboys, they did not hold an actual practice yesterday. They held a walkthrough, super late walkthrough, too. I think they started right, right around 4.30. Um, but uh, here is the uh, here's the list of guys that were on that injury report. We got a Marquise Bell uh, with a calf injury was limited on Wednesday. Uh, Tyler Biotish battling an ankle injury. He was a full participant. Jane Ron Curse with a toe, full participant. Oso Adigizua with a hamstring injury was limited. And then two did not practices in Tyron Smith, who's battling an illness. And Kevontae Turpin with uh, a shoulder, which I assume that's going to be the same injury that he suffered um, against the Eagles, even though they initially called it ribs over the intercom in, in Philadelphia. But I guess it's more of a shoulder thing now. So uh, two guys that I would probably be a little bit concerned with moving forward. Obviously, Turpin and and not practicing today and then you know typically an illness would not you know scare me on an injury report but it's tyron smith so mm. kind of scares me a little bit <laughs> mike yeah. mccarthy talked about the possibility of just completely nixing practice right for him throughout the season yeah he said it's an option he was asked i believe it was by i believe it was todd archer that asked him um about do you just shut tyron smith down for the season on wednesdays and thursdays mm-hmm. and he said it's certainly an option like it's it's something they can look forward like they could possibly do and not saying that they would but i don't know i guess uh i guess being here 13 years just means you can miss half half a week of practice <laughs> what do you think about that isaiah i i do you like that do you not like that <clears throat> Listen, I have played with some really good players along along the way. Um, I played with T.O. T.O. was up in age at the time I was playing with him here in the Cowboys, 07, 08. Mm-hmm. T.O. never took a day off. I played with uh, Randy Moss. Okay, Randy Moss did take a day off, <laughs> Okay, but it was Wednesday, and it was just a known thing that he was going to be in the swim X on Wednesdays and he was going to get his conditioning in and other than that he would watch practice. Yeah. And that was just understood. <clears throat> um, I played with Wes Welker at the time. Wes Welker would get beat to crap. I'm talking about like beat up, bruised ribs, all that stuff, taking shots and he wouldn't refuse to take the day off that the coaches gave him. 
like just wouldn't he would not accept it. Yeah. Like I'm there's no way I'm taking a day off of practice. So I say that to say everybody's different. I can't I can't put my finger on as to why they would want to shut him down. Uh, obviously for for injury say, prevention purposes, but like you got games to prepare for. Mm-hmm. And O-line is one of those chemistry type things you can't operate unless you know that the dude on your left is going to be working with you hand and foot and I'm not I understand that he can be prepared for games, but unfortunately he's not playing a, a position that doesn't require his chemistry with another man next to him. He has to have chemistry with Tyler Smith. And I'm not saying that they haven't had enough games together. As a matter of fact, I am saying that. They have not had enough games together yeah. for him to they be taking days Sunday. off. That's awesome. They need to continue to practice. <laughs> they need to continue to practice. There's all, I mean, oh, listen, there's so many different forms of treatment and recovery tools out here nowadays. Cowboys are top tier when it comes to preventative care when it comes to you know restorative care all those things they have all the resources trust me okay i've utilized them all right and they have more now he needs to practice i'm not saying that he needs to practice every single day but two days out the week when you're really only practicing two real days then all you're doing is getting mental reps you're only getting mental reps and you're not you're not just a receiver you're not just a kicker you're not just whatever like you you need to work hand in hand hand and foot with the guy next to you Tyler Smith is still young he still needs to know that when we look see these looks this is what we're going to be doing together right this is not a, you're not on your own island just cuz you're out there on the, on the at the tackle position so I, I'm not in agreement with it. I understand why they will want to from the injury prevention standpoint and the longevity and just getting him through the year. But there, there's a there's a double-edged sword here in terms of, yes, he might be healthy for the game, but at what cost? Yeah, I'm all about it, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. Just because I think that then you get plenty of time to practice reps with, whether it's Chuma or whoever's going to be in that left tackle, you might have to turn to that player uh, during the season. And I just where Tyron's at in his career, I think that gives him his best chance to be there on Sundays. And if he's not out there on Sundays, this offensive line is in big-time trouble. It's it's kind of in trouble with him. So uh, they're just so thin on the offensive line that I just feel like, yeah, you can't be doing this for every player, but he is the type of player that, if I got to do it, I got to do it, and I just move on with it. It's fine with me. I was going to bring up the practice reps for Chuma Doga, Awesome Richards mm-hmm. as well, kind of on the backside of it, because I, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I'm, I, I have a pretty good talking idea. Talking about practice? I'm talking about practice. The my confidence level that he makes it through all the the nine games left is super low. Mm-hmm. I do not think he <clears> makes <throat> it through those final nine games, especially with a full practice schedule. We've seen Thursdays hit him in the past. I mean, I don't think he makes it through nine more games uninjured, unimpeded, and and healthy the rest of the way. But something that might give him an opportunity to do that is taking practice reps off. Plus, it gives you more of that continuity that, Isaiah, you're talking about with guys behind him. So, I understand the mentality of I don't want to give up my spot. I don't want to uh, do. I don't want to give an opportunity for somebody else to come in and take a position or mm-hmm. uh, to take those reps. But Tyron Smith's at the point of his career where he's not losing those reps, even if it, if he is missing, because we've already seen him missing for 24 games over the last three years, and all of a sudden he's no. still back in the fold. I get it, no, I'm, and I don't think that he's feeling like he's threatened in that regard. I, I believe that he's fully confident in his in his position, in his role. It's just the reality is, O line they have to work together. So I'm not saying to 
not cut back on his reps. I'm definitely saying you do that for most veterans, right? Yeah. You get over 10 years, you, they don't have to practice as much. That's just the understanding. If it was a Wednesday off Thursday practice deal, would I'll you be, be okay with, with that? that? Yeah, one day off, but we're talking about two days? Yeah, uh, he's talk, talking yeah, about wrapping talking them about, up, getting about, them to the Sunday. Yeah, like bubble wrap? Like, <laughs> I understand, like, yes, you need the other guys getting their reps, and yes, you want those guys to get some experience and all that jazz for the just the 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 possibility, right? What may happen, right? What's the probability of Tyron not being in a game? This is relatively high over recent history. Very high. So you prepare for that by cutting his reps, not by not allowing him to practice at all. Like I just don't see the overarching benefit of that outweighing the, the his his being available outweighing the chemistry that he needs to have with the man that's next to him that is still learning. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we yeah. can just crown Tyler Smith and say, "Hey, Tyler Smith, you're good now. Just go take care of business." Like he's still learning, and he still has a lot of dogs that you got to face this, the rest of this season. And there's a lot of big games coming up the rest of this season. And you can take that same point and say, "Well, that's why you don't practice them." I get it. There's, 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 like I said, there's give and take. However, limit his practice reps. Don't remove all practice. Do we have time for one or two more? Uh, I, one more. One more. Uh, okay. Let's do two more. Two quick. We can do two quick ones. Uh, Martavis Bryant spoke to the media yesterday for the first time uh, since being signed on, well, signed yesterday technically, but agreed to terms on Tuesday. Um, it was pretty interesting. Uh, it just kind of described what he's kind of gone through over the course of the last five years. Uh, I had asked him, you know, where is life taking you in the last five years? He said, to places that you can't even imagine, some really dark places and times. And he said, I didn't really want to get into the details of that, but he said, I worked so hard to get through those moments but it was a dark time for me i'm so thankful for the opportunity it's been a long process for me but i stayed the course and didn't give up on myself i'm very grateful to be here so 31 years old uh, martavis bryant back uh, in an nfl locker room yesterday you could definitely tell you could you could feel like the genuine gratefulness uh, uh mm-hmm. that was kind of coming off of him and then talking about what he can do on the field he said I, I know i'm 31 but i'm still fast still big and still want to play football i haven't lost anything he said the biggest thing for him is just going to be ramping up to football speed um he says he's still fast but he, he's football speed's a little bit different. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll see what Martavis Bryant has to do over the next few weeks. Yeah, he was asked about his 40 time. He didn't know what that was, but he did say he's gotten up to 22, 23 miles an hour. So, um, yeah, it's a great story. He's been working with the GPS. Right. I just don't know how much I don't see it making a huge impact on, on yeah. this season, but it would be interesting to see if he gets into football shape what he could potentially bring. But, I mean, the way I look at this team right now, I just don't see – uh, barring some injuries where he would make a notable impact on, on this year's team. Do you yeah. think he has a better chance of being elevated from the practice squad over a guy like Jalen Cropper and Tyron Billy Johnson that have both yeah. been here? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Especially so. given like the history of the organization and bringing in a big name like that, like that, that he would get the chance before I think any of those other guys would. Yeah. Um, last thing, uh, the uh, NFL sent out a memo to all 32 teams yesterday saying that juniors can now participate in college all-star games. Uh, the Senior Bowl and the East-West Shrine Bowl uh, present have both come out saying that they will allow juniors in, in their game starting next year. So I thought that was interesting. I, I think it's 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 cool because obviously juniors will get opportunities to be able to showcase their skills for the same exact draft process that everyone else is going through. But at the same time, I think it's really going to hurt a lot of these seniors that yeah. are coming out in the draft process as well. And we've seen seniors explode in those type of settings and rise their draft stock. And now, you know, a few of those won't have those opportunities anymore. So I'm curious to see how they balance that. Well, we cover the Senior Bowl every year. We go to the Reese's Senior Bowl. We go to Mobile. We, we're part of that. And we've seen some great senior quarterbacks just explode out there on the field at, at now South Alabama. 
Dak Prescott being one of them, Jalen Hurts another one, Justin Herbert. He was already a high draft prospect, but certainly somebody who, who impressed throughout the week. I mean, it happens every single year. And then this year especially, there's going to be more eyes on it because of the East-West Shrine Bowl being played just across the hallway at the Ford Center. So not only will the Senior Bowl have better prospects from a, a top-to-bottom standpoint, but the Shrine Bowl will also have better prospects. I do feel bad for the seniors, though. Yeah. Especially this class of seniors. I mean, you think about it like, okay, I'm going back to school. I'm going to have a chance to play in one of these all-star games. Then we can maybe put our, our, our name on the map and then hit that draft process. That's I'm sure this is kind of a punch to the gut because you've waited it out to this point, and now everyone gets an opportunity to come and join uh, the, the all-star game roster. I mean, what do you think about that from a, a general standpoint? I know you keep up with – at least Washington college football. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, you guys just pretty much mentioned it. I mean, it sucks for those guys, especially the guys that overcame COVID, stayed there, you know, came back yeah. for that extra year, and they're now trying to get their opportunity. I think this is the showcase. last class that has <clears throat> the COVID year. Yep. So, you know, the guys have been pretty much waiting for this opportunity. Uh, the reality is if you have taken full advantage of your opportunities that have been presented to you during the regular season, then you'll still get that call. Um, if you're one of those bubble guys, um, then you're not going to get those calls because, you know, there's going to be plenty of juniors that can still ball um, that will be high draft picks that are going to get the nod before you. So, you know, you still have games left to go out there and make your mark. I mean, you can sit up there and complain about it, but ultimately you still have time to go out there and showcase in the season what, why you should get that call. Yeah. Yeah. As I was committing a crime this morning and watching film while I was driving up here, I was Sweet. probably one of the drivers that Isaiah was very wow. upset with. Did you have your uh, hazards on? Uh, yeah, I did. It was just, you know, oh, okay, cool. blinking in, 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 in his face. I even saw Glad you video. admitted it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, no, I was looking at a defensive end from Houston Christian, Jalex Hunt, and he's just bawling this year. And I look at him and I'm like, gosh, this is a really good senior that's rising. And I'm like, he's going to be one of these guys that gets slipped out of the senior bowl. Mm. And he's a really athletic pass rusher who's, you know, super, super uh, physical as well, uh, violent. But, you you know, those are the type of guys that are going to get left out that could be third, fourth round draft picks. But I don't know. That's neither here nor there. The winners, there's winners and losers with this deal. The winners are the fans because it's just going to be better football in these all star games. Uh, the winners are also the, the bowl games specifically because they're going to get more pub because mm-hmm. guys like Caleb Williams, who might leave as a junior, will co- come in and, and bring that name notability to, to all of these all star games. Losers are probably. The, the seniors and then small school guys, too, because there's just going to be more big school names, these more power five names that are going to be available. And you think about some of the, the Wisconsin Whitewaters and the North Dakotas, and, and I'm not talking about North Dakota State. I would consider them as a, a big-time program, but like North Dakota with Matt Lewitt-Letzko, he yeah. was a senior bowl guy. Um, <clears throat> multiple winners, multiple losers in a deal like this, but certainly something that can shape the way that the draft process looks like in the future. All right, when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we'll do some QB vision. We take a look at the Giants' defense, how the Cowboys' offense can build in the right direction and continue the momentum from the last few weeks. Right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. 
When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile bank. Banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, live from the Star in Frisco, Texas, and the SWBC Studios. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Isaiah, we got a text message in about the uh, weather. Please, the weather <clears throat> said it's because we're afraid some goofball isn't paying attention, doesn't see you driving a hundred, and rear ends you. That's why you've got hazards on. That's so it's response. for everybody around you. It's a good response. That is a good response. I don't get it, yeah, I don't but that's fine. But, so I don't you, need to get so it. So if you're going yeah, to, honestly, have... I think it's illegal to drive like that. Yeah. With your hazards on. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be you supposed to be stopped. Yeah. Hazards. Is so the really? only time I think that's legally allowed to drive with your hazards on is if you are in a in a uh, <clears throat> in a carpool, right? Like 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 what do you call it? Um, yeah. Has like a uh, funeral procession. Funeral, like, yeah, yeah. Funeral procession or. You are um, like you have a flat tire, you know, like you're you're about to you're veering off the road, like you're trying to get off the road, or uh, what was the third one? Or you have, you're in an emergency, yeah, like like you have rolling. like you have a baby, like somebody's having a baby, you have your hazards on, like we're we're busting tail, and the police will come up behind you, they'll see you that you're rushing, and they'll help you probably escort you, but like those are the only to my knowledge, <clears throat> to my knowledge, that's the only that'd be nice allowed, <laughs> so, you know, it's a, situations where you can have your hazards on and driving, but if it's okay. Thank you for texting that in. If you're going to have your hazards on, just go to the right lane. Let me add one more. If it's ever, I think I've done this maybe once or twice. If it's just pouring rain, mm-hmm. like I can't see you, like that's how pouring yes. rain it is, I'll turn my hazards on just so people can see can the see light. Me. Yeah. But that's that's it. But not like today where it's just a light sprinkle. Yeah. Like I could like stand mm-hmm. outside and, you know. You know, the other thing about Texas drivers, <laughs> oh, say this out here. <laughs> the left lane, do they teach like the left lane is like the fast lane and passing lane only? They do. It, they teach it. They do teach it. Yep. We just it's don't just do don't that. Don't abide by yeah, it. Well, that, yeah. We, I'm, I'm going to be. Uh, You're that guy. Number one, we don't do that here. You're that guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going 90 in the in that lane. Okay, every day. but I'm saying, but everybody else is not. <laughs> everybody else does not. Oh, yeah. is, I thought that's what you were saying. No, no, like, no, I no. thought you were saying like only the left lane is used for passing and getting around. No. I'm going like just 90. No, I'm talking about like. 
We're gonna we're gonna get out of this podcast studio. while watching and film. You'll see me going There's ninety just watching film. I'm like, huh, Houston Christian, cool. And this is why you can't have an electric vehicle. There's gonna be a law auto. enforcement officer standing by to arrest Nick Harris. I've heard about your traffic violations, sir. Uh, somebody else also said bad weather in Alaska this morning. Got to enjoy the podcast and the fine analysis. So hope the drivers in bad Alaskan weather are better than the ones That's, in Texas. Oof, I couldn't imagine that. All right. With that being said. It's time for Isaiah Stanback to break down some. Wide 80. Wide 80. It's time for QB Vision with Isaiah Stanback. What you got today? There's not a lot, Kyle. Uh, not, not a lot. A, there's not a lot. Not against these guys. So, All right, that does it for us that's on it. Uh, <laughs> quarterback vision. So let's let's go through some of the some of the facts, okay? The Dallas Cowboys. We know that they love to do play what kind of coverage? Man. Man. Okay. Would you say that Dallas Cowboys are the number one in the league in terms of man? Uh, as far as usage, yes. I wouldn't you, say as far as effectiveness. They're actually number two. In effectiveness? In, no, in actual usage. Oh, usage. Oh, usage. Okay. 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 You know who's number one? Uh, the Giants. The New Niners? York freaking Giants. Oh, okay. The New York freaking Giants actually play more <laughs> man than the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> okay. So. The Dallas Cowboys play man 45.8% of the time. The Giants play it. Forty-eight point five percent of the time. Okay, so they are up there a little bit more than the, than the Dallas Cowboys in terms of playing man, and they do not shy away from it. I don't. They don't have the personnel to necessarily play man in the secondary, but yet they still do it. Uh, if you go back to the first game, um, obviously week one where we destroyed them, they played man, and Dallas Cowboys fully took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach McCarthy, Schottenheimer, they did a heck of a job scheming up some different concepts that really exposed that. Actually, it was probably one of the more explosive games, uh, as you're thinking about it, in terms of offensive production uh, from this from these guys. But they like to play man-to-man, okay? Um, zone coverage. Dallas Cowboys are 31st in the league in playing zone. You know who's 32nd? The New York Giants. The New York freaking Giants. So, (laughs) number one in man, last in zone. All right, if that doesn't tell you the story in terms of what to expect against these guys, and I don't know what else can paint that picture. These guys don't want to play zone. They want to play man. Even if it's third and long, these guys want to play man-to-man, which means that you're going to have plenty of opportunities to do what from the receiver's perspective? Create separation. Create some freaking separation. You have to get off the ball. That is numero, numero uno. And the Dallas Cowboys had a lot of rub routes, pick routes, whatever you like to call it, Kyle. Okay, yeah. um, in, in week one, okay? Rub, rub routes are legal. legal. Pick is pick illegal. Is not. Okay, it's not basketball. But uh, Dallas played basketball in week one because they definitely had some picks that were not called, and I'm not mad at it, uh, which freed up C.D. Lamb on some big plays. Okay, there was a lot of times where he went to C.D., but Brandon Cooks was still available as well. Um, I say all that to say you're going to have your opportunities. If they want to play man-to-man coverage, they want to do it from press. They don't want to do it from off because it just gives a little bit too much space. But if you're going to come up and press, you have to do a good job of condensing your sets, right? I talk about condensed sets all the time because we played actually a good share of man-to-man teams this year. Okay, you think about the Cardinals, you think about the Giants, you think about the 49ers, all these guys like to play man. So condensed sets gives you a little bit of breathing room. If you're not going to have that breathing room, then you need to do a heck of a job of making sure that you hit your landmarks. All right, people don't understand that. Landmarks? Your landmarks. Landmarks. I'll give you a a prime example, okay? I see what you tried to do. Okay, I was making sure. Man-to-man defense last week. Uh, Schoonmaker. Okay, Schoonmaker almost scored on a play where somebody did not do a good job of a rub route. Do you guys remember who that was? You're talking about the DB? No, 
The tight end. Oh, coming up. Uh, was, it, was it Ferg? It was Fergie. Was it Ferg? Fergie. Okay, so when we talk about how important it is to be <clears throat> on your mark and do your job, DYJ, whenever you're facing man-to-man. What play was that? What that was, was that? the play where he got down at the one-inch line. Oh, this is the Schoonmaker grab. The Schoonmaker grab. Okay. I see okay. what you're saying now. But Schoonmaker was getting freed up by Ferguson. But yes. Ferguson did not run his route. So his grub route had to cut off the route a little bit early. No, and... it's, it's not that he had to cut off his route early. It's just that he should have been freed up more. Yeah. That should have been a walk-in touchdown, but it wasn't a walk-in touchdown. Everybody's looking at Schoonmaker and saying, well, Schoonmaker should have ran the route deeper. And no, no, no. He did his job. Who did not do their job was Ferguson. All right, and I'm not trying. And I'm not trying to point the finger. I'm just giving you guys an example of how minute the details are when it comes to man-to-man coverage. Had Ferguson did a good job of running his route to the right to the right spot, running it to the underneath shoulder instead of the upfield shoulder, that would have been a walk-in touchdown ball game. Cowboys win. And they probably practiced that. They and did. it didn't. And it didn't work out and well. It didn't work out. But Tyron Smith didn't practice, and he played great. Oh, look so. at there! I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I see what you're doing there. <laughs> uh, so. That's how important <laughs> we need the Mike Breen exactly. bag. Is like sound on here. <laughs> but that's how important small details are when we start talking about man to man. Okay, uh, we look at uh, what a Wink Martindale, right? Okay, uh, Wink he he likes to bring it a little bit. Okay, Wink Martindale brings it the second most in the NFL. Okay, um, he blitzes forty six percent of the time. This dude doesn't care. He doesn't care. Now, this, now, historically, this goes back to his time in Baltimore as well. His All his Baltimore defenses always brought pressure, but the difference is he had the personnel to actually play man-to-man behind it. Now he's still blitzing that much, but he doesn't have the personnel yeah. to guard the, to guard these guys, and he does not have the personnel to match up against the Dallas Cowboys and what they should present. Obviously, you got C.D. Lamb that's doing a heck of a job. He's just had two games over 150-plus yards back-to-back. He's killing it. Um, Brandon Cooks, this should be his coming-out party. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks should have over 100 yards receiving this game because I I think even while playing man to man, I could foresee Wink Martindale making sure that he has somebody on the backside, cutting backside safety, cutting off any crossing routes for CD Lamb, really preventing him from being able to have those big plays that he's been typically having over the past few weeks, which then frees up who? BC. BC. Okay, not Barry Church. Okay, we're talking about Brandon Cooks. So Brandon Cooks should have a day in that regard. With that being said, so when you said it earlier, you're talking about man and separation. The first name that popped in my head was Brandon Cooks Mm -hmm. because we talked about how much separation he's been getting or at least he'd gotten this past game and still didn't receive a target. He was second on the team behind Tony Pollard in terms of separation or an average separation according to the next-gen stats. I went back to the 40 to nothing beatdown. Mm-hmm. I went back to see what the average separation was from the receivers, and I only did the first half because the second half, of course, it was mm-hmm. out of hand by that point. Correct. Uh, CD Lamb, nine yards of average separation. Mm-hmm. Nine. That's unbelievable how much separation he's been getting. Uh, second on the team was Tony Pollard, followed by Cavante Turpin, then Michael Gallup, then Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks only had 2.7 average yards of separation uh, against the Giants in the first half of that meeting. He actually finished with 2.3. Yeah. So for the entire game, he only had a he had under two and a half yeah. yards of separation. So he's got to do a better job than even he did in week one Absolutely. 
but he may have that opportunity again to try and bounce back. I think he will. And I think if you're Wink Martindale, you're not going to sit back, right? Your season's pretty much gone. Well, you're two and seven, whatever it might be. You, your team sucks. Just call it what it is, right? They're not producing offensively. They are the worst in the league in terms of providing points. They're averaging, what, 10 or 11 points per game, which is the bottom of the league. Mm -hmm. So you're losing the time of possession, which means that your defense is out there a heck of a lot of the time. So you're out there, you're tired, you're, you're, your offense isn't putting up any points, so you're going to take more calculated risk, right? Well, not even calculated. You're just going to take a lot more risk. If you're blitzing the second most in the NFL, but your pressure rate is the 22nd in the NFL, then you're not getting home, right? So you're exposing yourself defensively, but you're not going, you're not actually making any impact with your pressure, right? Because you're not getting pressure, which means that you're going to have plenty of opportunities to have big plays um, underneath and uh, over the top in terms of your playmakers, okay? I don't care if that comes in the form of yak yardage, yards after catch, you hit B Cooks on a five yard shallow and he takes that thing up the house, or you throw it to CD Lamb over the top. I really don't care how you go about it, but there are going to be those opportunities. There's a handful of guys that they have on their defense that you actually need to know about now, being that they traded away Leonard Williams. Um, mm -hmm. He's now gone. He's playing in Seattle, uh, for those that didn't know. Uh, Dexter Lawrence is their dude, okay? But I'm not that impressed with Dexter Lawrence. I have, to be, I have to tell you guys straight up. I'm really not that impressed with Dexter Lawrence. He's a big name, but I don't see why he's a big name right now. These guys, the reason why they don't get a lot of pressure on a quarterback is because their technique is trash. Okay? He's sending, he's sending guys home. They're not getting home because they're all sending straight up and down. Dexter Lawrence has bad pad levels, bad leverage. He's standing straight up. I don't care how big and heavy he is. He's coming off the ball, standing up. His feet are getting tight to each other. Do you think he drives with hazards in traffic? His, his feet are driving with hazards because he has no base, zero base at all. And when you decide to try to run the ball against him, you're getting underneath him when you have two guys. Now, if it's one-on-one, -on -one, okay, he's usually just stalemating you because he's so heavy. Right? He's stalemating you. He's getting his hands on you. He's trying to two-gap, but his, his, his feet are so narrow that he can't get you behind the line of scrimmage. There might be an explanation for it. He has been sitting out of practice on Wednesdays. Mm. <laughs> That's what you did there. I'm not going to give it oh, to you because I don't agree with come you. Come on. Leave me hanging. All right. So Dexter Lawrence is a big name out there. Um, I love these these drawbacks <laughs> to the first conversations. The one guy that I actually like, uh, obviously, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau is another big name out there, but Kayvon Thibodeau is not playing with great leverage either. He's getting thrown around the club. He's not the biggest of defensive ends around the league. Um, he's a he's a try-hard guy, but I think that his his technique is still needs a lot of work. Um, the one to Oregon. Pretty much. Exactly what happened there. Um, those guys are such high-effort guys. I really like what they churn out. Ducks. Those prospects are always back. so good. <laughs> All right. Um, the actually guy that I actually like, okay, on film, he may not be the most popular in the room, but um, is going to be Bobby o Okereke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bobby Okereke. I like him. I like him. He's uh, very decisive. He He's very instinctive. He'll hit you. Um, he does a great job of not only seeing – uh, taking care of his responsibilities, but also also making plays off of those. If his, the gap that he decides, right, based upon his responsibilities, are nothing happens there, he's able to scrape across the top and come up there and be physical at the point of contact. I think he will try to hit you. And guess where he went to school? Where's that? Stanford. Mm, smart guy. Smart. Smart guy. Yeah. Question so. for you. Um, just kind of taking into account. What this Dallas offense needs to do as far as getting certain weapons involved, um, uh, as far as getting certain weapons involved, mm -hmm. <laughs> the running game, um, where do you see holes in this defense where they can try some things that have not worked or that they just haven't really explored so far this season? If that make, Does that make sense? No, for sure. Okay. I, think, I think this is the game where you work on your big plays, where you work on trying to push the ball down the field a little bit more. 
because of the fact that you're going to be facing man to man, you don't have to worry about Dak, you know, being concerned about the zone, you know, not seeing guys in zones. Like what you see is what you get. They're going to walk up. They're not trying to disguise it. They're not rolling safeties late. They're not doing any of those things. This is about as as maddened as you can get. You know, you walk up there. They're lining up. Okay, he has him. If I go in short motion, he's going to follow him. If we come out and condense it, they're going to back up. They're not going to in and out it, right? They're not going to combo it. They're playing man to man. So hmm. you're you're if you're running rub routes, you know exactly who you who you should be going and, and rubbing, right? You should be know who you're picking off, okay, the, to free up your guy. If you what. I see what you did there. Okay, so you should be knowing. You should know. I, that's why I paused. You should know exactly who you're going to pick off. Okay, I know uh, what you're talking. Yeah, about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Please. <laughs> Here we go again. Um, and then as far as your routes, okay, this is when you open up your route tree a little bit. You test these things out. You know, you Jalen Tolbert, give him opportunity. Be Cooks, send B Cooks down the field. Don't let him just be clear out Cooks again this week. Mm-hmm. Actually, if he's going to clear it out, actually throw it to him. Right. Let's see if he can get down the field. Let's put him on some wheel routes. Let's put him on some posts. Let's push this thing past 12 yards in terms of your route tree, because majority of the routes under in the Dallas playbook as of right now is 14 and under. Yeah. It's really 14 and under. Yeah. Slants, outs, you know, shallows, quick ends, you know, those type of things. Right. That's pretty much the foundation of this offense. Now I'm like, okay, this game where you don't want to look past this opponent, but this is a game where you can explore. Right. You can try some things out. You know, obviously take care of your business, get up to a good lead, and then open up the playbook a little bit. Go to that back page where you, you where you like to doodle and draw some things up that kind of come to your head and see see what happens. And you might be able to spark some things. You might be able to spark a little confidence in some players. You might see some things, some attributes and players that you didn't expect. You know, guys that you have kind of um, you know, like like a Jalen Tolbert. Okay, hey, right now we have you in a particular role. Right, we're asking you to do these these handful of things: block well, make some contested catches, contested catches, and be a special teamer. Well, maybe maybe he's a big play guy. You just didn't know it. You know, yeah. may, may give him a chance to have to have get that thing back from college. You'd be like, oh crap, I can still do this. Some players in the NFL need to know that sometimes they need to be reminded that they can make certain plays because you get subjected to doing certain things and being asked to do a particular job, and that's all you really become. And that's why you see a resurgence of guys whenever they go to a different system because that system's asking them to do things that they used to do. And they're like, oh, man, I can actually do this still. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot, that's right. I'm a dude. They have to be reminded. So I'm saying utilize this game to remind B. Cooks that you're a 1,000-yard receiver. Utilize this game to remind Jalen Tolbert that you're, that you're a down-the-field big play threat. You're not just a blocking receiver anymore. So when we come back, I want to hit the three names, John, Nick, and then I'll, I'll let you – give your three names as well based off of what you just said that need to click in this matchup and need to kind of see that confidence boost when we come back with more talking cowboys they say champions are remembered but legends are never forgotten united ag and turf offers a winning lineup of john deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field legendary john deere tractors combines residential mowers commercial mowers compact construction equipment gator utility vehicles and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment united ag and turf the official ag and turf equipment supplier of the dallas cowboys visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you are are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. 
Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites in a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com. Black.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. This portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Isaiah Stanback, John Machoda, Nick Harris, Chris Beam. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We have some more Text, uh, talking traffic text lines. Uh, this one says from the 540 flashers under or flashers on if under 40 miles per hour on the freeway or other main row for all vehicles, trucks going up hills or weather or other reason. Believe it's some law in some places, but that was from Mark in Virginia. So I don't know if that's the law in Texas, it's just the law in Virginia for yeah, Mark. There's not many hills here. But no, I, I agree. <laughs> now back home in Seattle, when you're going to big hills, yeah, people put under flashers when yeah. it's you know icy conditions or things like that. But we're just talking about water going through tires that are designed to handle rain. Uh, by the way, I got a text from my our media intern, Lydiana. She said, "Running a little late. There was a lot of bad accidents on the highway. <laughs> so, you're not by, alone. All caused by Isaiah Stanbeck. Yeah, all caused by me sitting here. I still <laughs> think it, I start. think it's Nick. I, <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's driving too. 90 and watching <laughs> Houston Christian pass rushers. Uh, also, Todd from Georgetown giving Nick some credit. He said Nick has been a great addition to the show. He's a great fit. Mm. Hey, the crew. thanks. All right. I appreciate. How about that? I appreciate that. Thank you. Got a got a love text. All right. I love Georgetown, by the way. Georgetown. They had some of the best press box food I ever had during. my my high school uh high school football days just just want to throw that out there that is the most nick harris thing yeah, it was ever fun, said. they had like a german night there it was incredible but go there, ahead. There, that's there's, besides the point there's several times when we go on the road that i think about how much better walks the hatchies press box it was than most <laughs> you know dudes. ball than so many you of these the hatchies <laughs> press box than so many yes. of these nfl teams it's pretty wild <laughs> yes. and then you've got highland park highland park is literally flatbread pizza and sushi in a high school press box yeah, it was, it was good awesome. times. It was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was, it was better in Philly. I'll tell you that. Mm. I actually kind of let them know. To be honest with you, Philly's press know. box food. I didn't think it was that bad. Oh. <laughs> have you fine. been to Washington? I've not. I've not. Oh, yeah, oh that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless Magic Johnson's made some changes. Johnson's allowed to make a lot of changes. <laughs> Bring your tums. All right, <laughs> three names in order: one, two, and three. Who needs to see their confidence build here in this week against the Giants? Offense or defense? Offensively. Offensively only. Brandon Cooks. One. Jalen Tolbert. Two. Terrence Steele. That's a good one. It's a really. Uh, I would honestly think about putting Terrence Steele higher on that. Yeah, I, I didn't. Well, Maybe even two or one. Those are just just three. I didn't put them in any particular order. Well, I asked you to put them in order. Okay. <laughs> well, then Brandon Cooks, <laughs> Terrence Steele. All right, and, and Jalen Tolbert. Okay. What do you think, John? Yeah, Terrence Steele for sure, number one for me. 
Um, I'll go. I'm going to go Tony Pollard too. Ooh. And I'll go. I guess I'll go Cooks three. I don't know that. I feel like he has a lack of confidence. He's just not getting the ball. Um, the reason I, I said Pollard, though, is because he only has two rushing touchdowns this season. Both of them were in that first game against the Giants. He's averaging around 3.9 yards per carry. I think he had around five against the Giants. I could see Mike McCarthy wanting to get some momentum off of building with this run game, having some success there. Um, because up to this point, there just haven't been many opportunities to get that going. And, you know, as Isaiah said before the season, I remember being out in training camp about just how important it would be to get that running game going for everything else to come off of it. So maybe this is a game where, and I say Tony Pollard, but I, I really mean the entire running game yeah. more so than just Tony Pollard. Um, I'm going to go one, Terrence Steele. I, I think that's very healthy. Uh, two, gosh, I have like five guys that I want to fit into. Just like rapid fire. Two, throw yeah, them just out. throw them all out there. Just throw them all out there? Yeah, okay. why not? All right, Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, uh, Tyler Biotish, and Tony Pollard. Like Those are, those those are, are like the next those guys Those are the up. next guys up. I, offensive line for obvious reasons. Terrence Steele and Tyler Biotish for obvious reasons. Tony Pollard just to get a 100-yard game. I think that would be huge for his confidence and the confidence of this offense to be able to open up. If you had to tell me, hey, you could have one 100-yard guy on Sunday, I'll say give to Tony Pollard then because I, I want to see that running game be able to open up everything else for the offense. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, like the last step to just kind of unlocking everyone else. Um, and then Brandon Cooks for obvious reasons and Michael Gallup for obvious reasons that tie into each other. They just need more targets, more play, and more yardage. Tony Pollard averaging 42 rushing yards per game since week four. And we think back, and, and John talking about it, weeks one through three, he was at averaging 88 rushing yards per game. So even in the first three weeks where he still wasn't the Tony Pollard of last year, he was averaging twice as much on the ground as he has been since week four. So I think I would put Tony Pollard as maybe number one, probably number two, just because I think Terrence Steele needs a good game to, to kind of help. And I think those two go hand in hand. So I, I'll, I'd say Terrence Steele one. Tony Pollard, too. And then I kind of agree with John where I don't think it's a lack of confidence. It's a lack of confidence in Brandon mm-hmm. Cooks around him to be that number three name. But I'll put him number three. Let me ask this question. I know we got to get off. Not speaking to the player and their capabilities, but who are you most disappointed with in terms of their productivity? Not because of the necessarily the player. Maybe it has to do with how they're being utilized. Be... Who are you most disappointed with? It's a tie between Pollard and Cooks, but I'll give it to Pollard just because I expect a little bit more from the run game overall. When you're saying production, you mean are you you talking about stats specifically or film or both? Just Just overall production. Production, yeah. How they're being utilized. Yeah. How they're being utilized. All that goes into it. I would throw in Pollard just because I expected a lot more from the running game, yeah. especially given what Mike McCarthy has done with the running game and mm-hmm. his time as a play caller. Uh, easily, it'd be that for me. I think this is more so just on the player, but I would say Terrence Steele. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, you expected him coming off of the injury. I know he's he was coming off the injury before that. He was playing really good mm-hmm. football. I mean, he was all the way through your right tackle of the future, and he was going to be. Now you're having second questions on whether or not he should be the right tackle of the current. And that's that's where I'm – I'm not questioning Tony Pollard as the, the, the tailback for this offense. I think he can be better, 
but I don't have questions about what he could do in the future. Terrence still, I'm starting to have questions about what he could do in the future um, if he continues to, to play consistently poor football, which it has been over the last three or four weeks. It's tough because I want to say Pollard, but I know it's not just because of him. It's because of the offensive line, Correct. too. It's obviously all goes hand in hand. So, I mean, I know it's a cop out, but I just want to, I feel like it's the run game. Like, I just expect, I didn't expect it to be great, but I thought it would be better than what it is right Especially now. Especially with as much emphasis as McCarthy was putting on it in the offseason, yeah. I thought the same thing. Statistically, I would say Brandon Cooks. I didn't think there'd any be any way that we'd be almost halfway through the season and he'd have the numbers that he has right now. I, I but again, I don't know. I can't sit here and say that that's just Brandon Cooks. Like he's not getting open, and uh, and then when they throw to him, he's dropping the ball and stuff like. That's not the case, you know. So um, it's hard to just point to just one person for the reason why that that isn't that hasn't been working. But if you're just talking about the individual stats of a, of a player, it's got to be between Pollard and Cooks. Yeah. I agree. I think you ex- you should expect Tony Pollard to carry the ball about twenty two or twenty three times on Sunday. It's fully expected. I Just think I'd be ready. okay with that. Get, it's going to happen. Get yeah. ready for him to get fed. Who will have more carries, Pollard or Pollard? Barkley. I don't know who you're saying, but Pollard. <laughs> Pollard's going to have more than Barkley. Oh well, yeah. Gosh, mm. it's just going to be that, that game's going to be over in like two and a half hours. <laughs> so sweet. So maybe, sounds good to me. So maybe Isaiah's talking about Matt Barkley. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The Barkley wow. backfield. He is the he is, is the backup. The Barkley backfield. <laughs> he is the backup to Tommy DeVito. Could you imagine the Giants radio? Like second down and three from the 43-yard line. Barkley snaps back, hands it to Barkley, and he breaks right side. He fumbles it, but Barkley recovers. Like it's just kind of all over the place. That was really the, good. That was I really was thinking good. I was thinking more along the lines of that. Did you see that uh the play that USC ran? On, on the on the reverse like that, they, so he hands it to Barkley, yep. but then Barkley pitches it back to Barkley. Then Barkley throws. So you do the flea flicker. Yeah, I like Barkley on the on the snap hands to I Barkley. Mean, this could happen. Tosses back to Barkley. I mean, I, they need to sign a receiver. If Tommy DeVito isn't playing well. You got to make some moves here. So yeah, got to make a move. We should do improv right. play by play for just a whole episode. Deal. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I should name this episode. It's got to be something with traffic and hazards and whatnot. It's got to be something like that. Slippery slope, maybe. I don't know. All right. That does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. John, what's your prediction for Sunday? I mean, it was 40 to nothing uh, in the season opener. I don't think it'll be quite as bad, but it'll be bad. So I'll say 40 to 7 Cowboys. I don't think it's going to be very close. <laughs> 40 to 7 and, Cowboys. And, and to be honest with you, the thing I keep thinking about is, if this game is really close or the Cowboys were to lose this game, just how oh. wild things would be in the week following. Because there is something about the NFL and, and pro sports in general when you just think, oh, no, no, we know what's going to happen here. I mean, there's a reason things are so successful in, in Vegas. Oh, so man. we, so I did the math. We've done 63 pregame and postgame shows as a crew with Isaiah, me, Barry, and Nate. Nate. It's from last week, this would be the upcoming game would be 64. That would be by far the most disappointed yeah. Yeah. and sad it has been all the way through. Are you holding a Super Bowl ring currently, Isaiah? Are you just supposed to be off the air, Kyle? Dude, are you are you holding? Let me see that thing. Hold it up. Show it off. It's not the team. That you it's not the team that you're wanting. But I mean, he just wow pulled it out, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" That's nice. I'm going to an event. Oh, uh, okay. let me okay. see this. Let me see this. I like it. Very nice. All right, they're not going to win one this year, so no, I'm okay talking about it. So let's. That's it for us for Chris Beam, Isaiah, Standback <laughs> Super Bowl champion, John Machota. Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?